Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to stand and we want you to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving. Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post flying solo this week in our Concord, North Carolina studios. Aaron Evernham is on special assignment. Craiger and I were talking. Craiger's our longtime producer here. He and I were talking, and we think that Craiger and Steve need special assignment. Absolutely, Steve. I could not agree more. Yeah. What is it with Aaron? What is it with Aaron? I, this time, it's beach trip with her mother. Exactly. She's we, been cruising. She's yeah. been horsey riding. Right. You know. So we up? offered, Craiger and I, out of the generosity of our heart, offered her to come in and do the show and us to go to the beach with yep. her mom. She hasn't got back with us on that. So here we are. Well, it could have been the fact that we were also expecting alcohol and food well, and you know other items. It's like my line when I talk about moving in with people or hanging out with people. I'm quiet. I don't eat much, and I don't drink much. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not being 100% honest there, you're I don't a, think. Steve. You're a Cincinnati Reds baseball fan. Three strikes, and I'm out, you're unfortunately. Out. Oh, well. It's all good. Aaron is on special assignment, but we have got a great program for you here. Donnie Schatz and Scott Gobrecht are going to join us. So let's get right into it. The Hefner Racing Product, Hot Topics, Eldora Speedway, the Eldora Million rolled right into the King's Royal. Now, y'all know the results, okay? What I find fascinating about this is not one driver doubled up on wins. Remember last year, we had the historical big one and the um, and the King's Royal, and Brett Marks won both of them. This year, not one repeat winner. Wednesday night's prelim night for the million was Rico Abreu and Brad Sweet. When we rolled into the million, it was Logan Schuhart picking up the win. Programming note, this week on our Rev TV and Mav TV show, Logan Schuhart joins Ashley Strummy and I on that program. Ashley is not on special assignment, so we did that program. We've already recorded that one. That'll be on Rev and Mav coming up this weekend. Friday, we rolled into the night before the Royal, and it was Carson Macedo. And Saturday, he is now King Donnie the 40th. Donnie Schatz won his sixth King Royal, uh, King's Royal sixth. Now he's one shy of Steve Kinzer. Led flag to flag all 40 laps. Shots really had that car dialed in. And we're going to talk to him about that a little bit later on in the program. Third World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car win of the season. And again, Donnie Shots. Looking forward to chatting with him along the way here on Wing Nation. King of the West Series. 
the Howard Kading Classic out in Watsonville at Ocean Speedway. And when they got done, finally, Shane Golubek, he had three second-place finishes in this HK race. Shane Golubek picked up the win, so kudos to Shane and everyone on the Matt Wood Racing team getting that monkey off their back. It's fascinating to me how drivers have really good runs in certain events but can't get over the top. Logan Schuhart had that with major sprint car races. He he obliterated the top by winning the will, uh, the million last week. But, um, yeah, Shane Golubek uh, and the HK race had finished second three times. He finally got over the top of that one and scored the win $6,900. One of the things that we follow this time of the year, and if you know me, you know I'm not a huge person on talking points. Um, I think points are a great indication of who's doing well, and I think if I'm the World of Outlaws with that point battle they have, I'm sending out press releases every week, which they do. I get it. I'm just not huge on talking points until we get down, like in sprint car racing, don't even talk to me about points until after the Knoxville Nationals. Maybe then it's too early. I'm not a huge point person. One stat I love to watch, though, is race wins. The first driver in 410 sprint car racing to get to double-digit wins, Freddie Raymer, picked up his eighth win at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway on Saturday night, combined those eight with the two wins at Williams Grove, and Freddie Raymer becomes the first driver in 410 sprint car racing this season to get to double digits. Going to be interesting to see how far he can climb. He is locked in at Lincoln. Not bad at Williams Grove. Got a race coming up at Babs tomorrow night. I'm sure he'll be in the mix there as well. Going to be fun to watch Freddie Raymer in the second half of the season. So kudos to everybody on that racing team. Freddie Raymer, the first driver to double digit wins. He got to 10. Other winners this past weekend, our old buddy Mark Smith. 52nd birthday was on Friday. He hauled the car over to Clinton County. They were uh, racing over in Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. Williams Grove had the weekend off. Hauled the race car over there and parked it on the front stretch. So kudos to our buddy Mark Smith picking up the win on his 52nd birthday on Friday night. And with Eldora Kings Royal out of the way, all attention. We've got a lot of racing between now and then. But all of a sudden, we start to look to the west, to Knoxville. Who's on first? Who's rolling at Knoxville? Who's struggling? Who's doing well? Okay. Well, Brownie, we know he's been good at Knoxville all along. Okay. Austin McCarl, looking pretty good at Knoxville as well, picked up the win on Saturday night in their weekly racing program out at the famed Marion County Fairgrounds. So keep an eye on Austin McCarl, too, as we start to inch closer and closer to the granddaddy of them all, the Knoxville Nationals, we will see how Austin and all of the locals are gearing up for the big Knoxville Nationals coming up in August. And there you have it, our Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics, the absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. It starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking Kawasaki mule. It's customized and built to each customer's specification. HRP mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP mules, raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles. You can find out more at www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Stay with us when we come back. King Donnie the 40th. Donnie Schatz joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. 
The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Schatz and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation here on the Motor Racing Network. We are so glad that you have joined us here talking sprint car racing and having the time of our life. Great, great stuff, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum out at one sprint car place. I love, I look through their birthday calendar all the time when we talk about it. And there's so many times we see it and we say, man, that guy, man, I remember him or I remember stories about him. Um, you know, the legends of the sport enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Yesterday would have been the birthday of one of those guys that I had no clue about, Dr. Fred W. Loring, okay? Dr. Loring was born in 1887, okay? Had zero, no background in motorsports. In 1929, the American Legion Post 127 out in California took over control of the troubled Ascot Speedway. Okay, Ascot Speedway's rolling along, having some problems. Uh-oh, not only do we not have Donnie shots, I don't have my earpiece in. Hold on one second, Craig, if you're talking to me, I can't hear you. I'll get more into Dr. Loring here in a second, but um, we got all kinds of issues going on here. All right, there we go, I'm back with that. Um, Dr. Loring, back to him. 1929, Ascot Speedway was troubled. The American Legion took it over. Fred had no racing experience, but was put in charge as a member of the American Legion. His philosophy, boy, isn't this simple? Good purses and advertise a lot. He did both. Legion Ascot, Ascot Speedway during his tenure there thrived. Nightly races, food uh, drives they had for, uh, for local charities, celebrities were always in attendance at Ascot. Match races, point funds, best appearing car awards. He did it all out there in Ascot. And he did it for five years. In 1934, he retired, and it wasn't long after it, and Legion Ascot Speedway went out of business. Five years, five great years, Dr. Fred Loring, and that has him enshrined in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum 
out in Knoxville, Iowa. So how about that? I love that story. I love when I get to learn about some people that I don't know about. Other birthdays, John Sawyer, Chuck Gurney, Shane Carson. My buddy Shane Carson's got a birthday coming up this week. Lewis Myers and Bill Hill. So lots and lots of stuff. Gregor, let me know how we're making out with Donnie Schatz. All right, cool. We're just going to keep on working. We're doing the old shuffle here is what we're doing on Wing Nation. You can find out more at www.sprintcarhof.com. That's sprintcarhof.com. We're going to step away. We're going to get a guest. Stay tuned to find out who it is coming up next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. I am so excited about this and what is going on with the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. We're going to try to catch up with Donnie Schatz here. We're missing his calls right now, and he's missing our calls. So we'll see what happens. But coming up tomorrow night... The return of the World of Outlaws to BAPS Motor Speedway. Joining us is the owner of BAPS Motor Speedway, Scott Gobrek. Hello, Scott. How are you? I am doing good. Scott, you're doing good, Steve, because we're talking about lunch earlier, but I appreciate you giving me a chance <laughs> yeah. to talk about the race on, the, on your show. Yeah, we did. We had a little conversation about lunch, and now I'm starving sitting here, but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. On the eve of the World of Outlaws coming into your racetrack, Scott, what are your thoughts? What are your emotions? What are your feelings? What's, what, what's, what's going on with you? The emotions are all over the place. You know, it, it's, a, it's a sense of nervousness. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've been nervous putting on an event, but, you know, this is a big stage, so I'm a little nervous. But I think the overwhelming feeling I have is just a sense of pride. I, I think back to... The, the early winter of 2015, when Colton Gauss and I decided to uh, just start ripping stuff apart at, at, you know, what was Susquehanna Speedway. And I'll never forget this, Steve. You know, we, we started just tearing stuff apart, cleaning this, cleaning that. And out of the woodwork came dozens, if not hundreds, of volunteers over the next couple winters. Just, you know, local neighbors, you know, local businessmen coming out, helping us sort of rebuild this place back up. And sort of have a, a validation of all their efforts tomorrow night at Bassmeter Speedway when the outlaws come here just for, you know, Colton and Kalita, you know, all those volunteers, you know, the, the folks at Bass Auto Paint, you know, my family, our employees, our race teams, just incredibly excited and nervous at the same time. I am sure both, and both are very, very uh, understandable, that is for sure. You mentioned that you purchased the facility late in 2015 from Todd and Rhonda Fisher. Um, 
has it seemed like it's taken you forever to get to this point, or has it seemed like it's been a quick journey? And I'm I, I I've lived through the I've lived through the BAPS needs to be on Pennsylvania Speed Week tough, and you've always been real patient with everything. How how has the journey been for you? Has it been quick? Has it been, taken forever? What's the journey been like? I feel like it's been just about the way it should be. I mean, realistically, we weren't ready for Speed Week probably four or five years ago. Uh, we just didn't have a facility. I mean, you, you know, when you think about putting on a bigger event, you got to have a place for people to park and eat and restrooms and, and everything else. So we, we just weren't ready for Speed Week. And, you know, we were. You know, now we were a couple years ago. Well, even two or three years ago, I don't know if we would have been ready for the World of Outlaws, but we were able to add some land purchases on around the speedway you know we now have 130 acres here so we can we can park people uh we have a market next door which is working out real well for the driver's lot for the world of outlaw teams for campers coming in and just our staff you know we've like any any business you're in it it pretty much always comes down to people and we've just built a much better staff and colton's been there from the beginning but you know he used to be a lone ranger you know he's got Kalina landis he's got jody He's got a full-time maintenance guy. I mean, we really put a good team around Colton, and I feel we're ready to shine now. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. It is awesome. I was there about two years ago, and I'm walking through the back pets, and I look over in turn number three, and there's these big grandstands over there, and I'm like, man, Scott, Colton, why, why do you have grandstands over in turn number three? And you both kind of smiled and say, we have big plans for this place. I, I'm assuming the, these, these grandstands will be used tomorrow night. I sure hope so. Yeah. You know, we, um, we're, unfortunately, we do not have an infield like most of the tracks in this area, so uh, we can't uh, count on that for, for the larger crowd. So, you know, we have the grandstands on the front stretch ready to go. We have the ones in turn one and turn four ready to go, and now you know, that addition we have in turn three. That is literally the best seat in the house going down that back stretch. I feel like that vantage point has you sitting up above the racetrack and the race cars are driving underneath you as they enter the turn. It's It's truly breathtaking to see those cars go in there and to see some of the iconic cars, you know, the KKR car, the Tony Stewart car, to see those cars on that track tomorrow night is going to be really special. And especially, you know, when they announced, you know, the Kevin Gerbrecht Rookie of the Year, um, to know that it's at a track that I have some involvement with, and, you know, my, my mom and my dad's going to be here, that, you know, for them to be able to remember Kevin a little bit special way, it's really going to be a special night. Yeah, you know what? I hadn't even brought that into it. I, I I always make a note of your your brother and his uh, and the and the rookie of the year award going. Um, just just the fact that this has continued on. It's the Kevin Gobrick rookie of the year. It's been that way forever. That that's got to mean a lot to you as well. The impact your brother had in in the world of outlaws and in sprint car racing in general to have such a prestigious award named after him. Oh, for sure. And it's, it's as much for my parents as much as anything. I, I say this a lot. I cannot imagine bearing a child. No. And my mom and dad, unfortunately, had to do that. And we all lost somebody we loved there. But, you know, for them, it was just a little bit different. And out of, out of that, this came something special. I mean, we created the Kevin Gerbeck Memorial Fund, a way to remember Kevin. And that's grown into something special. And then when Lincoln Speedway honored Kevin with uh, renaming their Speed Week race after. And then, of course, when the Outlaws did what they did, it just it really means a lot. It's it's hard to believe. It, it really makes you realize where we're at, Steve. But, you know, Kevin's been gone 24 years. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just mind-blogging to think how long he's been gone. So just to be able to, you know, when they say the Spencer Basins, you know, the 2022 Kevin Gerbeck Rookie of the Year, and a good friend of mine, Johnny Gibson, is going to be saying that, it's going to be tough to keep the tears in. 
God, I can't imagine that. That is just, that's a beautiful part of this story from a tragic part of your family, but but it shows your commitment and your dedication to uh, to racing. You, I, I read a story, um, I just just doing research back in 2015 about you taking over the racetrack. You had no racetrack experience. You had some business experience running Legends cars. Boy, I would dare say, is there a lesson or two over the last uh, eight or nine years that you've learned that really kind of stands out as you've, as you've built this place? Oh, it's, it was like drinking from a fire hose. It really was. <laughs> if there was one thing that probably jumped out, it was the concession stand. You know, we basically run a restaurant. You know, with the volume we do on a race night, and you only and you do it 30 times a year, I mean, we do a pretty good volume, with, which probably parallels what some of these restaurants do. So understanding what it's like to run a restaurant from food safety, um, from, from people, you know, from pricing, all that stuff, that was one of the things. But, you know, the, the biggest thing that I took away from, and we did this in our in our golf cart business too, is just, you know, surround yourself with good people and, and have that inner circle. And, and I've been blessed. You know, Alan Kreitzer has been a, an incredible mentor of mine. Justin Lowe at Williams Grove has helped me a lot over the years. Steve O'Neill, just a lot, you know, the host that are family at Trailways, just a lot of people out there for advice because, you know, good business acumen sort of set the stage for what we did at, at, at BAPS. But it was a lot of learning as you go, and it's so much easier to, to, to pick the, the brains of people that have been there and done that and sort of, Increase your learning, make make your learning curve be a little faster and get to where you need to be a little quicker. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have some really good people. You listed there just some absolutely fantastic people. Kind of leads me to this question. Central Pennsylvania is so rich in sprint car racing, in dirt track racing. We all know Williams Grove owns Friday night. We know Port Royal and Lincoln, they own Saturday night. Uh, we know Sealands Grove's trying to find a home. We know you're trying to find a home in that world. Are you comfortable where BAPS has settled into this landscape here in Central Pennsylvania with, with sprint car racing? You, of course, have your Saturday night program as well with the Super Sportsman. Are you comfortable with where you're sitting right now in the landscape of things? You know, it's it's a little tough. If you open your doors in Central PA, you don't have 410 sprint cars. It's, it's a little tough to draw the crowd yeah. in, yeah. you know, especially when you're competing against the likes of Williams Grove, Port Royal Speedway, and Lincoln Speedway, who have them every week. You know, BAPS is, is blessed. You know, we have a, a great Saturday night program that starts with the Super Sportsman. It's just one of the more historic divisions in this area. So, we have just a solid Saturday night program. Then we sprinkle in these 410 races. And it used to be we would try to find a Thursday or a Sunday. But over the years, we were able to, to build up a pretty nice portfolio of, of 410 races. You know, we now have the Speed Week race. Um, you know, we're hoping this isn't one and done for the Outlaws. For the first time ever, we have a Saturday night September, October, and November, which we never had before. We always had to try to find that off day. So I feel like we're building a nice portfolio just a good base with the super sportsmen's the limited late models our stock cars our legend cars and then we swing for the fences with our 410s this year we did it 10 times for the season um that's that's probably a little more than maybe we need to but if it's going to work out maybe we'll try to do that again next year man oh man that is exciting that really truly is the call when when the scheduling was putting together last fall what was your emotion when all of a sudden you're you're having this conversation with with the World Racing Group? I'll never forget where I was at. I was riding my electric bicycle at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the World Finals. I got a text from Carlton Ramers that asked me to give him a call. And you know, I don't know what it was, but right away my mind went to, I think we're going to have an opportunity here. And I, obviously, I was there. Carlton was there, so we talked about it. 
and then we huddled up and, and chatted it through. And, and that's the beauty of the World Finals. I mean, Steve O'Neill was down there. I was down there. Kathy Hughes was down there. So we were able to sort of scratch out, you know, what, what this new race looked like for us. And, you know, of course, the Outlaws came to Central PA in March, which was something new. But um, kind of like it's going to be this week, it took a couple of days for it to sink in, yeah. uh, probably on the way home from the World Finals. And I think that's what's going to happen here. You know, we're going to be so focused, me and the team, on just taking care of our our partners and our and our racers and our fans uh, today and tomorrow, it probably won't sink in until Thursday. And uh, it's going to be so gratifying. I, I can't wait. I can imagine. I can imagine. And you mentioned your partners. You've even gone wide open on this. It's called the Brickers Bash. You and I talked about lunch, Brickers, world-famous French fries. You even have a French fry sponsor of the race. Now, how'd you do that? Well, a little-known fact. Uh, Donnie Bricker, the proprietor of Bricker's Famous French Fries, his father built the Speedway what? where we're standing today. So, yeah, it's it's the most – that's where Bricker's French Fries started, was in the Turn 4 Grants, the Turn 4 Concession Stand. Wow. Uh, you know, back then was called Susquehanna Speedway. But so Donnie and I, we've always had a, a good relationship. But when the when the Speedway came evolved, we just had this incredible bond because we'll share stories of him picking trash up as a, as a kid. You know, his dad used to give him three cents for every glass bottle we got from one of the grandstands. And he told me how he used to water the track back in the day. And, of course, I love watering the track. So we just have, have a lot of cool stories. But, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know that. But Bricker, you know, Donnie Bricker's dad, Bud Bricker, built Babs Motor Speedway. Wow. I did not know that. And that makes it even better. That really does. Not better than their fries. Their fries are spectacular, but still better. That's for sure. Scott, people want to come out to your race tomorrow night. How do they get tickets? How is that going to work? What do they need to do to make sure that they're there tomorrow night? We have plenty of tickets available. Uh, we're working with the outlaws. They're handling the online ticket sales, which I'd highly recommend that. Uh, again, we don't have an infield, so I think we're going to have capacity problems in a good way. So uh, I really encourage folks to buy their tickets ahead of time, going to the World of Outlaws website or calling that toll-free number. Uh, if they just, if they choose to buy them on site, we're definitely geared up. You know, we, we've opened a whole separate ticket area. We did a little bit of a trial run during Speed Week, but we'll have a whole other ticket, ticketing entry area outside of Turn 4. Uh, we have a special design merchandise area for all the outlaw teams. are going to be right inside the front gate, typically in the front pits where the sportsmen park at. Um, come on out and see us. We have plenty of space. The weather looks like it's going to be, be uh, got a little chance of showers, but it looks like the weather's going to be good. Man, oh, man. I'm so excited for you. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you and all of those great things. And I hope that you have an absolutely super, super time tomorrow night when the World of Outlaw and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars roll into BAPS Motor Speedway. Scott, best of luck tomorrow night. We wish you the best of fortune tomorrow night. It's not luck. It's fortune. You, 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 you've worked hard for this. You've earned this. Best of fortune tomorrow night. And we appreciate the time here on Wing Nation. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the opportunity. There we go. That is Scott Gobrecht. From up at Babs Motor Speedway, I cannot imagine. I've talked to Scott a few times, you know, personally standing around having a beer, and he has such a rich passion for sprint car racing. Obviously, his brother, 24 years ago, we lost him, and I cannot imagine. I, I've, had, I've had multiple people on our social media channels reach out and say, hey, are you coming to Babs? You've got to talk about Babs. For the first time in 31 years, Stevie Smith won the last time. It was 1992. They only ran there twice back then. 1991, it was Steve Kinzer. 1992, it was Stevie Smith. World of Outlaws rolled out of there 
and they haven't been back, but they're rolling in there tomorrow night, 31 years later. That is must-see sprint car racing, folks. We appreciate Scott joining us here on the program. Stay with us. We've got more Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We've been trying to catch up with Donnie Schatz. King Donnie the 40th, not going to happen today, unfortunately, so we'll catch up with him. He'll win another big one soon enough. We'll have him back on to talk about all the big wins because, well, he's Donnie Schatz doing Donnie Schatz things, and so we'll have him back on. Now, we talked about the world of outlaw and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars tomorrow night out of Babs Motor Speedway and how we can't wait for that. We don't even have to wait that long, folks. Tonight, Lernerville Speedway, the all-star circuit of champions. It's the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup. They are paying $25,000 to win tonight. It's going to be over on Flow Racing, okay? I am fascinated by this race because I think you can handicap this thing in about 72 different directions, okay? Last year's winner was Kyle Larson. I don't believe Kyle is going to be entered in this event, okay? So there's one off the table. When you figure all of the great drivers with the all-star circuit of champions, when you think of all of the great drivers in central Pennsylvania that are going to get on the turnpike or whatever they need to run to get over to Lernerville, and when you think of all of the great Western Pennsylvania drivers, led by A.J. Flick, who has had an incredible season out at Lernerville, I don't know how you handicap this thing, folks. I don't know how you handicap this thing. That's why I think it's just key to turn, tune in and watch it and enjoy. Pop yourself a big old batch of popcorn, sit back, put your feet up and enjoy. Or, those of you in Western Pennsylvania, jump in the car and get there because it's even better in person at Lernerville. Um, the, the other thing is the, 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 the point leading car for the All-Stars, the Clawson Marshall Racing uh, number seven car is without its driver, Tyler Courtney, with the back injury over at Eldora. So they've gone and tapped Anthony Macri to drive that car. Woo, man, you get Macri in that car? That is part of the uncertainty of this one. It is going to be something really special to see. It is the Don Martin Memorial Silver Cup, $25,000. This race has been happening since 1992, and boy, I don't know if it's ever been more wide open than it will be tonight. Man, oh man, 
I'll tell you what, very, very exciting stuff. World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. We talked about BAPS Motor Speedway. World of Outlaws, a Bicker, a Bricker's, a Bricker's Bash. Friday and Saturday, Summer Nationals at Williams Grove. $20,000 to win on Saturday night. Last year's Williams Grove winner of this race was Brad Sweet. Remember, that was his first career win at the Williams Grove Speedway. Earlier this year, Brad Sweet picked up the win. Brett Marks won the Morgan Cup last year, and then that guy named Lance DeWeese swept everything else last year at Williams Grove. But a man who is quite capable of parking it on the front stretch at Williams Grove or any other track in America, just like he did Saturday night at Eldora, Donnie Schatz joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Donnie. How are you? Hey, Steve. I really apologize. I was on a phone call. I couldn't get off. It's all good. It's all good. We got you. That's the main thing. We need to talk to King Donnie the 40th. Donnie, a couple days later, can you describe, you had a lot of emotion there in Victory Lane with you and the family celebrating. Can you kind of describe where you're at a few days later after that big win on Saturday night? Well, I'll tell you, um, anybody that said, you know, going into the week, we we haven't been very consistent. We haven't been very fast. It was kind of had a somber feel, you know, um, as to our chances. And after three days, uh, Scuba pulled the Hail Mary and, and went back to some stuff that was from several years ago, um, combination of motor and, and race car. And uh, the race car is virtually the same, but the motor is completely different. And you've seen what happens. So um, he's really the one that should be um, – commended for it i mean we've um you know just struggled to try to get things to to get going to to keep speed and obviously i got going down a path that uh didn't really do us any favors so um i guess we look at it now like man at least we were able to get us figure out what you know something that could get us some speed um obviously there's a lot of luck involved the way the racetrack was not really my my thing to be bouncing through a little bit of rough stuff at that speed, but man, they did such a good job. And, uh, you know, the car was just incredible. We had a great starting spot from ending up winning that six heat. So uh, I guess when the stars line up some days, the stars line up and they definitely, uh, they did. And, and we, we had the performance to be able to stay there and, and, and win the race. So um, really it's been the last couple of days trying to, uh, make sure we revisit and can continue that going forward, try to get back the consistency we need to be able to race for a championship. So um feels pretty good to win a Kings Royal, that's for sure. It's, uh, I, but I think it was pretty, uh, pretty shocking to, to think that was going to happen, but it did. Yep, six Kings Royal, one behind Steve Kinzer now as far as that goes. Donnie, when you when you look at this and and you've been very candid about your season, the lack of consistency when you when you pull one out like that is so you sit here now. Is it frustrating that there's so many that got away from you, or are you more encouraged now as you guys roll into a, a whole lot of money and a whole lot of races between now and between now and the end of the year? You know what, Steve? Um, you never cry over spilt milk. What's behind you is behind you, um, you and that's um, part of the. You know, we've obviously had a little bit of a communication gap in, in what the direction is, and um, obviously that gap got bridged the other night, so we can at least get going down the right path. I think everybody's been positive trying to, to do the right things, but um, clearly we just haven't, and there's no excuse for it. Actions have consequences, so we were doing the wrong things, and, and we didn't have performance. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody thought that that, that was going to help anything 
because it was something that was from three years ago, but obviously it did. And <laughs> I can tell you they're busting their tails right now to, to try to make sure that um, we're able to have that and continue on that path and try to get things back. But if I could do anything over, I'd do that on Thursday instead of Saturday. <laughs> but <laughs> like I said, we never cry over spilt milk. So um, we're just very fortunate that, that we were able to get there because if, if we'd have left there and, and not had any performance and not figured that out or, um, you know, we'd still be scratching our heads. Yeah. How, Donnie, this is, a, this is a bigger question, and this is a question I've asked crew chiefs in NASCAR racing. I've asked, I've asked this and everything. We, most times when I talk to somebody that, that struggles and comes back, they say, yeah, we went back to something basic. This is maybe not specific to your team, but how in the wide world of sports do we always end up having to come back to basics to win races? I wouldn't say that it's basic, Steve. Okay. But, but with, with, you know, the race car is basic. We haven't gotten off that. We've got the same race cars and the same stuff we've always had. And I think you could see that when we had something that, that made it go that fast, we were, we were fine. But when you're part of a development program with engines, yep. things don't, you can't just, it's not like going and changing a torsion bar and making your car work different. The whole dynamics of the motor, whether it's a cam change or it's a compression change or it's a cylinder head change, there are things that take months to implement because it's not like we just go get stuff off the shelf. So by the time we talk about it and can implement it, it's several months down the road, if not even longer, mm. um, to be able to do these things. So that's where, you know, it takes people that have like a NASCAR background or a NASCAR mentality and how they, they implement those things where in our situation, uh, racing with the World of Outlaws, you, you know how it works. We race Saturday at, at Eldora, and we're going to be tomorrow at BAPS, and we're going to be Friday, Saturday at Williams Grove. So we got to continue on down the path that uh, just continue to work with what we got. It's there. So um, it, it can get you in a position where it's hard to decipher what's what. And most guys just have a motor for here and a motor for there, and they, you know, they have the same thing that's worked in the past, and, and we're trying to work through those things. So that that can um you know creates a little bit of muddy water but i can tell you if you can figure it out and you can do it um and get it sorted the way you want it it's it's very rewarding but um it's also pretty frustrating at times as well but um nothing that's um worth the darn comes easy i can assure you that you are 100% right about that donnie the folks at um bullseye visuals brad over there rich foreman photos and tim Whitaker at bell helmets created for you and you wore this weekend a special helmet celebrating your dad danny uh just a great great beautiful helmet um what what was the what was the genesis of that what did you think when you saw it what just just what did that mean to you that you you were sporting such a such a beautiful piece on uh, your helmet well i didn't know that was happening i can tell you one thing about brad at bullseye i've I've used brad at bullseye since 90 90 at the end of 97 so almost 28 years and I've never told Brad one time how to paint my helmet. Um, he's always had great designs, and, and um, he, he's been incredible at that. But the, the idea to, uh, you know, get a little tribute to my father on the back was because he was one in a million. He was obviously one in a million to me, and he was mm. one in a million to a lot of people. So um, I, I had been hurting to get some helmets here for a while, and I knew there was a reason that I hadn't got the second one yet. And because normally it's King's Royal week when I pull out two new helmets. And when that helmet didn't, wasn't there, when I got there on Wednesday, I was like, Oh, something's going on here. I wonder what it was, but um, I had 
I just left well enough alone till I came in the trailer and there it sat. And I, honestly, I didn't even look at it right away. I, I I never look at the back. I just look at the front and put my tear offs on and I go because I don't oogle over the paint like uh, some people do. And uh, man, someone I came in there the next time and someone had turned it around and I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. So uh, you know, I guess it, it was um, a special event. It, there's there's do a special helmet paint design. I know. I've had a request for someone that wants that helmet, and I'm I'm going to give it to that lady. My mom asked for it, so oh. it's hers now. Oh man, I will tell you what, yeah, your family is so amazing. It really, truly is. Got chills. Got chills. Uh, I saw the picture of your mom and you standing there with the helmet. Just absolutely beautiful spot stuff. And speaking of family, you are also a team owner. Um, your sister Deanna keeps me up on everything with Layla and uh, Amelia. How is the uh, how is the thriving young racers' careers going along? It seems like they're racing a lot and getting some good seat time. Well, funny story, Steve. Um, you know, I I've acquired enough equipment now to where they can both race sprint cars at the same time. <laughs> I have not with the late models. And this spring, um, we actually had a couple hiccups. I had a um, we, we, we actually broke two motors firing them up because we did something wrong. One of them was full of fuel and it got hydraulic and it broke a rod fire or, and they tried to race it and it broke. And then, um, I actually had a, uh, another one that had an issue when we put it in from something we did. So it wasn't nothing to do with the engine builder. So I got, I only got one motor for two girls to race once again. So I've kind of let them down, but. They're, they're doing a great job of taking turns. Right now, Amelia's um, on her way to Rock Rapids to race tonight um, at their fair race, and and she's she's run the late model a little bit, and the other one's been running the sprint car. She stayed home and raced at River Cities last weekend. So, you know, they're they're probably not racing as much as they want. They're doing a great job. Um, I I just let them down again on having enough stuff, but it, it's it's hard to keep up with two cars. So. Um, Hopefully, by the end of this month, we'll have both cars back running uh, full steam, and, and they'll be able to make some laps because uh, they seem to get pretty into it, and they're starting to get to where they get a lot more comfortable, and, and the results are starting to come a little bit more. Finally, Donnie, uh, talking about the girls, uh, they're doing the 305 program. Um, is is I, I'm always curious about this, and I really I respect your opinion so much. Um, I, you know, I talked to some people who are religiously 305 racers, religiously race saver 305 people. I talked to other people who do other things. Um, as a development program, has it worked out pretty well for you guys with with the race saver platform, or do you run other things as well? You know, right now, all I have for them is the 305 Race Saver stuff. And, and, I, and I truly believe it, it's a good platform to get started. Yeah. Is, it a, is it a platform that, that you're going to go out and make a career at? No. But what we're trying to do, or what I'd like to see done, is, is you got to have a platform to get people interested and get them started. And, and it's obviously fairly popular because we're getting, you know, starting out with 11 cars here, and we've had as many as 18 or 19 from nothing. So that's a positive. I, and I think trying to do things to make them less expensive. Um, yes. Are there people out there going to spend buku bucks no matter what they do? Absolutely. And you, you know, there's no way to combat that. Yep. Uh, but I feel like we're doing it in a manner where, you know, it, it allows them to go race and you, and it's a good product. Um, obviously I think everybody would want aspirations to go to something more so, but uh, and I'm not a fan of 360s just because there's really no cost difference between a 360 mm -hmm. and a 410 at the end of the day. I think sometimes the 360s cost more. So 
if we have an entry level program like Race Saver 305s and we have a, a 410, um, great. I, I actually have a 410 motor um, from when I had my own team. It's obviously older. It's from 07. Um, I'm I'm getting it freshened right now, and I think that'll be, you know, the next move for for the girls to be able to go up to River Cities because we don't have any 360 tracks around here. So um, we'll just do the the 410 thing eventually, and and obviously I think that's the direction they want to go anyway. But um, we've supported the 305 program as hard as we can around here. There's a lot of great young kids that are doing phenomenal, and um, it's great to see. So uh, I'm all for it. Obviously, we all have parts of it that we don't like with this and that, but that's just the nature of the beast. So they've done a good job with it, and hopefully they continue to to keep that that narrative they've started alive to have a less expensive sprint car and, and, and make it competitive and get people involved. Yeah, love it. That sounds good. I really do. I, I've, I've always kind of believed that, but I like hearing it from somebody who's writing some checks and has a background in sprint car racing, as you do. It's, it's fascinating to get your take on that. Well, Donnie, I'll tell you, congratulations on that win Saturday night. Uh, hopefully you can keep the momentum rolling into BAPS and into Williams Grove this weekend and on throughout. Uh, we appreciate the time joining us here on our Sage Fruit Hotline, and uh, thanks for joining us. Congratulations again. Thank you, guys, and I really apologize for being late. It's not my MO, I promise. Well, that was I think that was the part that shocked us the most. Was it's not your MO. We get it. We appreciate it. We appreciate catching up with you, and thanks for the time, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. There we go. Donnie Schatz, driver of the Tony Stewart Racing. Yeah, Sage Fruit Hotline. Sage Fruit, one of his partners as well. They do a great job. Oh, by the way, I was in my local grocery store. It's cherry season. They had sage fruit cherries there, had to grab a bag, and highly, highly suggest you do the same. Sage fruit cherries, they also have the store locator on their website if you want to find your stage fruit store near you. Uh, cherries, apples, of course, great, great stuff. And uh, we appreciate the partnership, and I know they really enjoy their partnership with Donnie Shots and with Tony Stewart Racing. And with that, well, that's going to do it for us. We've got through the birthday calendar. We've got through the upcoming schedule. We got both of our guests in. Oh, what a time, what a time it's been, that's for sure, here on Wing Nation. We'd like to remind you that you can get your Wing Nation gear at shopwingnation.com. That's www.shopwingnation.com or wherever Justin Peck is racing, like tonight at Lernerville. Go there and get some Wing Nation gear. Tell Sky we said hello. She'll get you hooked up with some Wing Nation gear wherever Justin Peck and the Tom Book Motorsports team race. Coming up this weekend, and we talked about that on our Wing Nation show presented by Sage Fruit on Rev and Mav TV. The Million Dollar Man, Logan Schuhart, joins us. That is on Rev on Wednesday night and on Mav on Friday afternoon. So neat, neat stuff. So much good going on in the sprint car world, and they're rolling into central Pennsylvania, batting down the hatches. It's going to be wild for the Summer Nationals and the Brickers Bash. Oh, so glad. So glad we had a chance to catch up with uh, Scott Gobrecht from up at Babs Motor Speedway. Always enjoy our visits with Donnie Shots. Never, never gets old. Always great stuff from Donnie. Those two joined us on the Sage Fruit Outline. So I'm Steve Post in Concord, North Carolina. We thank you for joining us this time on Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? 
clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.